Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Pip, pip, all, it's Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer here. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. And good afternoon, everybody. It is Geeky Brummy here on Brum Radio. As you've probably seen from our Twitter and Facebook posts, we're going with a slight Game of Thrones theme after the season six is now finished. And everybody is now sad for ten months as we wait for spoilers ahead. Seven. Yes, many, many <laughs> spoilers ahead. The night is dark and full yes. of spoilers. Yes. Winter has come to Brum Radio in the middle of summer. <laughs> right, so a bit of a packed studio this week. We have Sean running the desk and... Hello! Keeping us in some kind of control. <laughs> Guys here? Hello. Not keeping us under control. Yes. <laughs> Not keeping us under Rick control. Yes. <laughs> Keith. Hi. Hello. <laughs> George is here. Hi. We've got the wonderful Philip Ellis from the Tall Tales here. Hello. We have our returning quiz competition people, who are Phil and Sam. Hello. Not Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, today is going to be a very good show hopefully and it's all going to be game of thrones related i'm batman and i listen to the geeky brummy show every saturday at noon on brum radio and we're back hello everybody so now it's time to wrap up what our thoughts on season six was phil i'm gonna let you go first um me Phil or this Phil? You Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just, let me just um, start by saying I'm so glad that Arya's gap here in Bravos has come to an end. <laughs> that I mean, that I think sort of storyline could have been about a yeah. year shorter. Yeah. Um, and and I feel exactly the same about Danny finally, you know, crossing the channel on on those million and one boats because yeah. really she's been spinning her wheels in Marine for about three seasons. She's been yeah. wandering around in the desert forever. It feels it's, like it's, yeah, uh, conquering. Yet you still know, with perfect one, hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean who is her bleacher? Of, I mean, that is a conditioner <laughs> in, in Essos. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I, that was, I mean, obviously there was a ton of stuff that happened yeah. in, in the finale, but that it was that last scene where you, oh, sorry, spoilers, where you see them, you know, crossing the so, sea. Yeah. And, 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 and you've know, you got Drogon and Viserys and the other dragons and, flying and in the background. It's just like, oh, finally something yes. is happening. But I mean, that's kind of been the theme of, of this season so far, really. It's kind of like all of yeah. these little chess yeah. pieces they've been putting into place over the last yeah. six years are finally starting yeah. to pay off and so yeah I'm, I'm very very much looking forward to next year and I love she's left Dario back in Marine on his own oh, yeah. sat, sat she's on left the- her little she's had her fun yes. and, and now I don't think we'll ever see him again do you think he'll join Tinder? other <laughs> 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 dating apps are available <laughs> I suppose that'd work for the City Bean Burnt now <laughs> yeah. well, well yeah, yeah. yeah. More ashes rather than Tinder. See, now I'm just wondering, like, what the Tinder profile for all of these characters would be. I think you've given me some. Uh, some Hodor's would be legendary. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Hodor. Hodor. Yeah. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> uh, Phil and Sam, what were your thoughts on season six? I loved it. Um, I, I think speaking of Hodor, that episode was one of the best that. We've hold the door. The whole, oh, oh. whole series, yeah. I think. Um, I, I shed a manly tear. I, I shed many <laughs> a not remotely manly tear. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, yeah it was yeah. just a perfectly crafted episode. Um, but I think he was definitely the fan favourite for the first six seasons. I think Leanna Mormont has now taken on. I mean, <laughs> yes. uh, George Dovlar Martin did tweet out last night and said, Oh, you all seem to like Leanna Mormont. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Noted, I might write about when I actually decide to finish my book. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not playing on the trampoline in my back garden. 
but just sort of reiterate what Phil said that uh, it seems to have been on a sort of treadmill a bit yeah. trying to get to a certain point or yeah. like uh, extend out uh, where it has been yeah. so it's, it's good to see that they're finally like in place for things to happen sort yeah. of ne- next season I mean it <laughs> It was a very slow start to the season. I think the first six episodes it, took it a long hours. while to get there. I mean, watching somebody get stabbed to death and going, <laughs> during the show, it just that's how much it's built it up. It's like, this isn't enough for me. I want battles. I yeah, want the, violence. These I want seemingly massive events that yeah. like, have been happening this season, but you know, yeah. just, it's the sort of last two episodes really yeah. opened it up to... Better than Hard Home? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, especially the... The battle of the, the, the battle was amazing. Battle of the B words. Yes. You could you, you could tell what was going on as yeah. well. Like some most battles, you're like, okay, they're fighting now, and yeah. then it ends, and like something's yeah. happened. But you, you, the tension was really there. Yeah, I, I think those last two episodes were stunningly shot as well. Cinematography on them was amazing. Yeah, actually, reminded me a bit of um, the, the battle near the beginning of uh, the Revenant. Oh um, yeah, so it's that sort of slow camera movement and slow editing but yeah. taking everything in rather than yeah and they got the director from Hard Home back to the two episodes that finished the series so you've got he's an internet favourite now yeah he's very yeah. good and I'm waiting for him to do some big films somewhere because it's stunning cinematography on that one Mr. Philip E any thoughts on the last two episodes um, so well, I mean just to go back to what I was saying about the chess pieces I do sort of feel like they are massively clearing the deck yes. of excess players now yeah. I mean the uh, they've they sort of got all of their um, tier 2 characters into the set yeah. for the last episode and yeah. then Push just, them out, we yeah. won't be seeing them again no, anytime no more soon. farting I think from I, I just, I, I've, been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been desperately googling how does one survive yeah. wildfire because Marjorie yeah. was one of my favourites and I, oh, I was, was so yeah. gutted that, that she's not going to be a, a player in the, the Does that mean season. there's like now a sensible number of characters? If I much as I love Game of Thrones, I never learn anybody's names because there's so <laughs> well, many and, of them. And Everybody exactly, is yeah. that guy who did the thing or that who, guy. Yeah, who, he's not been in it for six <laughs> weeks, but he's important. Next and week, he did yeah. that, and then last week he's running around. And it, it's very confusing. I might learn people's names next season. That'd be really exciting. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're sort of, they want <laughs> you to invest in who's going to end up on the throne, so like they have to start trimming the fat a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you guys not think Marjorie deserved more than that? She died death. in a turtleneck. I mean, that's not a death suitable for anyone. Definitely not for Marjorie Tyrell. No. I mean, like, she was one of the best cunning characters on the show. She just died in an, what was an explosion. I, I, I do it's feel like her storyline her. Her story was a huge missed opportunity this yes. year. I think every, that everything to do with the Sparrows and yeah. Loris and Marjorie. I, and I thought you've got you, one of I, the I, best I, actors in the world in High Sparrow, and it's kind of, I, he was wasted towards the back end of the season. This is it. I think they, they did such good work yeah. with, you know, Shame, season Shame five, last year, build, and the yeah. whole, um, you know, reviving the Faith Militant and that backfiring yeah. in Cersei's face. I thought they did that so well, and then actually they didn't really know what to yeah, do so next. You just got John from Price. So they going. have lots of very, very <laughs> you know painfully sort of transparent religious um, sort of you know parallels with you know the Bible Belt um, yeah. kind of coming through. And it was and, and yeah, it sort of basically they're like, oh right, we don't know what to do with these guys anymore, so we're going to blow them up. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it was, was pretty much clear, clear the table, get <laughs> exactly. people out of the way. I mean, my favourite scene actually in the last episode is going to be quite controversial here. Is the scene where Samuel Tarly turns up at the library for the Maesters and it was the a, whole Disney a moment, slim, of, a slim moment of. <laughs> optimism yes. um, and I think you know uh, we are on the you know this is the Geeky Brummer show so walking yeah. into a library that big I think we all got a little yes, bit excited we all got a little bit excited there Keith your thoughts on season 6 
I'm so far behind on Game of Thrones. It's shocking. Uh, it's, it's, well, banished, it's been banished to the back of the room by <laughs> a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I've walked into an episode and I'm yes. not going to make it out at the end of it. It's about as crowded as a small council in here today. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's one of those... <laughs> it's one of those shows, even though I miss it, because yeah. of social media, the fact that yeah. I, I've kind of heard so much about it and I've read so much about it, yeah. I feel like I kind of have seen it but the, the battle sequence that you've been yes. talking about when you see the kind of statistics of the budget yeah. and the number of people that were involved in that that was a major that was like, yeah. that's like a small motion picture just yeah. in itself and I think they were basing it on the Hundred Years Wars battles I think they did a hell of a lot of research to make sure that battle felt authentic when it comes in and I think having Jon Snow on the ground rather than yes. sort of frolicking around on a horse you really did feel that you were there on the yes. ground with him and, and yeah. sort of the the you know horses it, and swords coming from nowhere and it you, was visceral. It, it is visceral the, is the, the word. word yeah. yeah, it was. You felt completely in that battle. I mean, and, and everybody's learned from that battle now. If they're ever in a situation like that, to zigzag. Sean, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Uh, no, I, I promised when we did the original special yeah. what, six weeks ago. Was it six weeks? Six yeah. weeks. Um, where's that gone? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to try and watch it and I failed miserably. So. Um, I'm just going to go with what I said before. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yes. <laughs> you will need to watch it because it is some of the greatest TV that's on. And I will be sat there for 10 months going <sighs> pretty much <laughs> waiting for something else to replace it. Hopefully Westworld. But Game of Thrones is such an amazing piece of TV. Um, Favourite moments from everybody in the season? Philly? I, I, I mean, not a favourite moment, but one of the most interesting moments to me was seeing um, Melisandre's real form. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Just because it was like, well, I, I think it's sort of, you know, obviously everyone kind of, you know, she was the one character you could always guarantee would, would yeah. get her kit off, and now actually I think nobody really wants her <laughs> to do this anymore. <laughs> so that was, that was quite funny. That was sort of like yeah. a, a, a knowing wink from the show. I think my favourite yes. moment would probably have to be um, I, just that, that final closing shot of the series of yeah. this season it was just so I, I was I was over, yeah. fist pumping and whooping it was just like yeah. finally yeah yeah. oh 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 and I think this is probably going to be someone else's as well but um, Arya's uh, baking mm. uh, abilities <laughs> yes <laughs> she learned a little bit from hot pie there back yeah, in season yeah. two yeah other film <laughs> uh, I'd say the return of the hound uh, and uh, I forget his name, Lovejoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah, he's not Septon Maribald in this, is he? But, um, yeah. Um, it, yeah. That was just a lovely... It was almost not Game of Thrones-esque. Like the, it was just all lovely, and they had the little community and building yeah. a church, and then it all kind of goes wrong. But yeah. also, more focus on the Riverlands and that sort yeah. of story. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, it'd be good to see... Uh, him meet up maybe with uh, Arya and mm -hmm. some other characters there. Uh, best friend, special friends yes. they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam? Uh, possibly um, in episode 9 near the beginning when uh, Daenerys won the big battle against yeah. uh, the people laying siege to Meereen. Yes. Um, that was just like, particularly when the, with the, the Khalasar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was uh, stunning. Yeah, it's just amazing that that was properly kind of, yeah. yes. Keith? 
Any season six moments from Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) One that I kind of liked that I seen was the 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 small change they made in the title sequence when they replaced one of the the uh, crests. Is it on Winterfell as they go past? They they replaced it with the Stark, the Randy Bolton. I had only just noticed while watching the finale that each actor's name is accompanied by the crest of their character. Yeah, I and it's taken me six years to notice that. (laughs) (laughs) George, you're up. Uh, I I confess I haven't watched a huge amount of this season. I'm going to pretend it's in protest for the fact that Oliver hasn't really appeared for a little while. I miss Oliver, played by the the fabulous Will Tudor. I was lucky enough to work with a few years ago. Um, so more of that. Um, I think in favourite moments, Brienne of Tarth doing anything. Actually, mm. I would watch her do whatever. She Aaron could read the phone book and I'd watch Corbin, that. But the shipping going on. I know. Oh that, was, that was a favourite moment from Twitter, actually. Get you a man who looks obsessed. at you the way Tormund looks at Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. That is goals. I think he'd even trim his beard for her. I think he would. <laughs> she would never ask him to. <laughs> Guy, yourself? Uh, come on, let's say Tommen's comedy suicide. It was brilliant. It was like some kind of a comedy film. Like, yes. oops, I'm just stepped out of the window. I mean, he really was just one of the most garbage characters, wasn't oh, he's he? Sap. He was, he he's was an just. Sap. I mean, you, you know, you thought that no Lannister child could be given less personality than Marcella, and then you meet Tommen. Just like, oh. <laughs> Captain Cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, he's he, he was a child actor, and I think he was meant to be incredibly naive, so he played yeah. that well, maybe. Did, yeah. But Jesus Christ, he was just uh, so annoying. He, he was supposed to be the polar opposite to Joffrey. Yes, he was the he was the sort of well he was the Prince Harry of, of the family, wasn't he? Yeah. He was never meant to be king, so he was allowed to be a bit yeah. soft. Yeah, and I still want to know what's happened to Sir Pounce. He's disappeared. He is <laughs> he's just sort of you know what, he's he's yes. he's running free catching mice underneath yeah. King's Landing somewhere. Sir Pounce is, is uh, my my pick, I think, for, for uh, the, the Iron, Iron Throne. Yeah. yeah, Sir Pounce. I think a lot of people's picks. <laughs> <laughs> I think my personal favourite moment was the bit where the hound catches up with the people who the band the renegade band without brothers. Because yes. that was so well played, that scene. Yeah. No intro, cold, in, cold into the show. Just some random people chatting who you've never probably seen before. And then the hound just comes in to mess things up. That was such a brilliant little scene there. Rickon Stark in memoriam. Born the third son of Eddard and Caitlin Stark, Rickon was a child of very few words and very few actions. Abandoned by his family at a young age, Rickon was left in the care of his brother Bran and direwolf Shaggy Dog. Perhaps Rickon's biggest claim to fame was being caught in the Great Winterfell Deathhawks. However, with some help, him and his brother were very much alive, causing Theon Greyjoy to have to improvise with two other poor helpless brats. Rickon became an accomplished traveller, and alongside his brother and faithful servant Hodor, he travelled to the far ends of Westeros, reaching as far north as the Wall. These travels soon became too dangerous, and Rickon departed with his close wildly friend, Osha, for pastures new. After a long period of silence, Rickon returned unexpectedly to his home of Winterfell, and was welcomed by Lord Ramsay Bolton. Sadly, however, Osher and Shaggy Dog did not stick around for long. Much like his older brothers, Rickon was involved with a major war. This being the war for his home of Winterfell, and it being his first and only war. Rickon was the first casualty, taking an arrow from Ramsay Bolton straight through the chest. Rickon lived his life to have one major purpose, to be a landing pad for that arrow. He was a quiet, uncomplicated lad, who lived a fairly short, uneventful life. So we say goodbye to you, Rickon Stark, 
boy nobody cared about. The North will remember you. Probably. And now it's time for Shop Cosplay! Right, so we have a guest doing our home shop cosplay. This Sorry, I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of effort that Phil has put into this costume. Uh, some of the straps have come apart a bit, I haven't tied them up very well, but never mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's meant to be the hound. <laughs> um, I, I've actually. More the dinner, I think. I can't, can't really see it very well no. or, as well as I'd hoped, but I've actually got a bit of like face mask on the side Ooh, of my face. Yes, impressive. Uh, and yeah, um, <laughs> then the other bits that I bought were paper plates and yep. string, which I've used to make the armor, uh, some sil- <laughs> silver spray paint uh, to paint it, and, and a little sword, a I little see. Sword, yes. So, have you borrowed needle off Arya? <laughs> yeah, well, it's got a that is very impressive Sam what was the grand total spend on this that, costume that was five pounds five pounds well even in budget impressive <laughs> budget. I'm taking notes on this armor yes. building I'm going to use this for cosplay in the future I'm impressed it must have been after you'd finished the chicken that's all I'm going to say <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, general reactions in the room I have no words. Yes. <laughs> it is beautiful. There's been clearly a lot of love and effort put into yes, this costume. It is an absolutely stunning costume. <laughs> Phil? It's actually plate armour. Yes. Hey, I mean, I've known Sam for years, and I know he's a good costume maker. I mean, George, you, you've got nothing on Sam, to be honest with you. And once no, again, no. he's excelled himself with like, a minimal budget here. It's you incredible. know, I, I set him the challenge. I knew that he'd basically just wipe the floor with anybody who's ever played this game. <laughs> I think he's, he's the winner, I, I think, I so thought far. I was winning with my werewolf costume, to be honest. It yeah. was a dire wolf, I must say that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam has beaten me roundly with his plate armour for the hound. Yeah, uh, I mean, impressive. Just, yeah, we'll get a picture of this up on Twitter at some point. It is stunning the amount of effort that's been put into this one and very well done thank you very much Sam thank you I also want to point out that, that like Sam's got a nice little Jamie Lannister <laughs> haircut going on at the moment as well <laughs> <laughs> also somebody else got an award this week didn't they Guy yes they did <laughs> <laughs> can you explain why we got this award Phil our special guest Phil oh okay um, so uh, I, I got tweeted the other day by a food magazine Yes. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure which one. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm restaurateur of the year. No, you are chefs, chef of the year. Chef, chefs of the year. Yeah. Congratulations. Is, uh, yeah. So I thought, well, that's very nice. I'll just retweet that. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I'd make a nice Sunday dinner every now and again. And you know, <laughs> right, um, guy has got a very special little award for you, though. I mean, yeah, this was amazing for me because, like, Ryan just sent me a message like, "Why is your mate one chef chef of the year?" And I was like, "Has he?" Like, I didn't expect. But yeah, in I, l- I might have the same name as someone else. So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. In light of your winning, I'd like to present you with this certificate for chef chef of the year 2016, Philip Howard, and this award, Whisk. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's really cool. Thank you very much. 
I, I have to say, we've seen no evidence of your chefing skills. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, probably the fourth time you've been into the studio and you've not brought us any food. Oh, so, um, third, third. Um, go to the square in London and just ask for me and uh, explain <laughs> who you are. And, uh, that's, that's, I'm not going on an errand. I just, you know, ask, ask for a tasting menu or something and. Uh, Philip Howard will sort you out. Hi, this is Garrett Wong. I played Instant Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Yeah. So this week, it's going to be the season six rematch between Phil and Sam, or Jay and Silent Bob, because they're now known <laughs> <laughs> And with Phil this week is Phil. Hi, Hi. guys. <laughs> Hello. And assisting Sam with his cosplay genius is George with her cosplay genius. Yeah, cosplay team. We're going to do well. Right. So our two buzzers are going to be for the Phil's. Shame. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Yes. And for the cosplayers, it's going to be Hodor. 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 Right, I've lost my little noise box, unfortunately, so I'm going to be Mr. Positive or Negative Buzzer, and Keith's going to be our quiz master. So, over to Keith. Right, I'm going to read out these questions one at, one at a time. Hopefully, occasionally, Ryan might have to lean over my shoulder and c- correct my pronunciation for some of these characters' names, because I <laughs> don't know how many of them are. So, we're going to start off with question one. Which actor plays the hound? Hodor. Uh, Yarr. Yarr. <laughs> Roy McCann. Rory R- 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 McCann. Yeah, well, look at that, Rory <laughs> McCann. First point to the cosplay team. That's good. I think we need a little bit of a t- smaller gap between shouting out like your yeah, quiz name and then the answers. That'd be good. <laughs> okay, so uh, next is name two people in the room when Pycelle farts. <laughs> Shame. Uh, Cersei and the Mountain. Yep, good. Good going there. One point each now. Okay, and the next question is, uh, how many arrows Ramsey fires at Rickon? Uh, Hodor, four. Yep. Yes. <laughs> good going, George. <laughs> See, I'm doing well with some of these names already. Uh, question four, name of Tar... Taris? Samuel Tarly. Brother. Sh- Hodor. <laughs> uh, Dickon. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> Dickon. <laughs> Some, uh, did some of these questions aimed at the answers are slightly, <laughs> slightly different. Okay. Uh, question five. How many points are on the star of the Faith Militant? Shame. Okay. Seven. Correct. Yeah, so equal pegging still now, Guy? Uh, no, 3-2. 3-2. See, I would have done terrible at this quiz so far. There's no dragons or wolves answers. <laughs> um, question six. Which comedy actor plays a part in the theatre troupe? Uh, Kevin Eldon. Correct. Brilliant. Okay, question seven. What reunion took place in episode seven that wasn't Jamie and Breen? Breen. Breen. Oh, no. How you doing? Oh! Uh, John and Sansa? Yes. Whoa! That's wrong! That is incorrect. Shame. Shame. It's Bron and Pod. Correct. Yes! Oh. Sorry, my apologies <laughs> on that one. Next. Right, next. Uh, question eight, I believe, is uh, who was Hand of the King in season six? Shane. Hodor. It's uh, Kevin Lannister. Hodor. Yes, correct. Kyburn at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going over my head. Right, question nine, so we've got two left. Uh, what was the name of the budget Carl Drago? Uh, shame. Is it Carl Marlowe? Marlowe? Yeah, we'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, final question. This is intense. Is this boring, final question. Are you ready? Uh, how many men did House 
Mormon provide for the battle? Shame. 68. Incorrect. Oh. I'm going to throw it over. Oh, gonna have to rush 65. you. 65. Oh, incorrect for both of you. Right, taking a bit oh. guessing. It was. <laughs> it was 60. No, incorrect. Oh. 63. Incorrect, right. No, we're gonna move on to another question. <laughs> it's a tiebreaker that Brian's gonna set. Yes, so I'm gonna make up a tiebreaker off the other one. Right, so final question for the tiebreak. But it's not really a tie-break, we're going to step in here. Oh, that was a nice one. I just stood there calculating the scores, your numbers flying around my head. The Phils have won it. Congratulations, you have won a prize. I don't know what we're going to do, because somebody's going to have to share this prize. Uh, We'll get you to unveil it on site, but here we go. And you can have your winner's speech as you do it. I mean, I I would like to thank... uh, I I would like to thank Cersei Lannister, because, uh, you know... (laughs) She's my inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Phil? Other Phil? <laughs> uh, I'd just like to say goodbye to Rick on as well and Shaggy Dog. And, uh, yes. Take it in there on. Yes. The person with less lives than Hodor. <laughs> 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 Do you want to open your little present now? And we'll this, see who it is. This, it, is. this is very exciting. This is a Game of Thrones mystery minifigure. Sam, how do you feel mm. that you've been defeated by Phil? Uh, pretty you bad, were- but... Slightly distracted at the moment by the fact I still have face masks all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll sink in later. Yeah. I love the fact that this prize is like the kind of prize you'd get in a 70s, uh, like 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 on Bullseye or something. It's a prize yeah. you can't possibly <laughs> share between two people. Yeah. <laughs> we have to I'm fight sure, it out later. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have to like arrange ownership on this one. Hey everybody, John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Thanks very much for all our attendees today. Guy, Sean, George, Keith, Philip. Phil, Sam, thank Ray, you very much. Steve, Bob. <laughs> yes. Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Pip, pip, all. It's Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer here. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Good afternoon. Now it is. It is time for the Geeky Brum Show here on Brum Radio for Mostly Jazz Weekend. How's everybody doing this morning? All right. That's your backing track has just kicked in. That's fantastic. Yes, a bit of Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> That's Charlie's Angel. Charlie's Angel. It's one of the two. Jays. I was born in 1983. Girls, Academy. I was born in 1983. <laughs> I was born in 1990 and I knew that was Charlie's Angels. That's no excuse. Yay. <laughs> I'll just be Bosley today. <laughs> anyway, good morning and welcome to Most of Jazz Weekend here on Brum Radio. Uh, as you can probably hear, there is myself, George. Hi. George. Afternoon, Keith. Yeah, it's afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. afternoon yeah. <laughs> Guy is munching on a biscuit, so he's actually going to be quiet for 10 seconds, which makes a change. And Sean is here with us as well. Hi. Hello! Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Hi, this is Garrett Wong. I played Instant Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Brum Radio. It's time for a bit of trailer talk. So I set all the team a mission this week to watch Trailer something. talk. Thank you for the eye, didn't they, Guy? That was lovely, Guy. Yeah. Coming to Brum Radio right now, it's trailer talk. (laughs) Right, when I finally get a chance to speak on my own show, (laughs) I set the team a mission. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) I set the team a mission to watch a few trailers over the week of some films that are actually out now and coming up. Uh, The first one of these was Now You See Me 2, the sequel that nobody ever saw coming. (laughs) Is that really the tagline? No. Oh, <laughs> it's just it Now You See be. Me Too, but it is the sequel oh, that nobody saw coming. Because the, the first, first one's good. Yeah, the first, first one's, one's good, okay. but it didn't do very massively well at the box office. I no, think. It, See, I, 
I did, I've not seen it. I happen to have recorded it off a television channel this week yes. to, to watch <laughs> yeah, it. I noticed it was result. on actually conveniently. Yeah. Uh, the other half of Safe Harbor, David's actually a big fan of it. Now you see yeah. me, um, so I'm sure he's delighted that there is a sequel. Uh, the first one's it's fun. I, I wouldn't yeah, say it was a masterpiece of cinema, but it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Ocean's Eleven with magic, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't make a great deal of sense, let's be honest, but it's no. enjoyable. Yeah, it is enjoyable. It's more worth watching for the tricks rather than it is for the actual yeah. part of the script, I think. Yeah, I mean, the cast is a pr- pretty reasonably good cast that you've got in there. It's like you've got... Is it... Uh, I mean, you've got Daniel... Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe is Daniel almost Radcliffe, one. Yeah. You've got Morgan Freeman phoning it in, like the legend that he is now. Uh, you've got Jesse Eisenberg, who's returned from Lex Luthor duties. <laughs> uh, you've got quite... It's quite a good ensemble cast, actually. Yeah, you've got Lizzie yeah. Kaplan yes, as well in it. This time. Who's on, uh was on Masters of Naughty Things and Party Down, <laughs> which is what I remember <laughs> from. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the cast, they've got decent cast. Daniel Radcliffe should be a good addition. I stood by Daniel Radcliffe when I was VIP at the Reading Festival. Yes. He's a he's a relatively small chap. Yes. I gave him a dirty look. <laughs> is that because you're not a Harry Potter fan? No, because he, he looked fantastic. at me. I looked at him and I was just kind of like, ugh, like, that. like like thinking I was on some kind of like superiority complex because I was backstage. Yeah. If only he could see me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. From the trailer, it's worth watching. I, mean, yeah. that, I think they gave away 90% of what they're going to show in the magical tricks in the film. But, yeah. there, what do you think? I, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a trailer. I've learned to distrust trailers now when it comes yeah. to mm. films. Uh, but, it, I mean, it made me want to go and watch the yeah. previous one, which I hadn't done before. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I want to watch the first one, and then I fancy kind of going to see this one. Whether yeah. I'll actually end up going to see it at the cinema... I'm not quite. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Yeah, but I think it's definitely I'll worth watch it at some watch point. At yeah. some point, definitely. Um, I just had a point here. Yeah. You've noticed there's a trend of films coming out on Mondays. Yes. What's that all about? I think it's to try and like build up the weekend's take-ins to like get that ball rolling with a bit of social media push. Yeah, it's, it's that box office nicer. thing, isn't it? Because yeah. they get it counts towards and their think, opening weekend. Yeah, and I think you got the Tuesday appeal now, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, where you still discounted movies. Mm. Maybe it's because albums come out on a Friday now, so they're like, oh, you've stolen our days, so we'll take Mondays <laughs> from you. The world's yeah. gone crazy. Yeah. Albums out on Fridays, and films like out on Mondays. Like it. it's, it's, it's a topsy-turvy world for those who like media of many forms. <laughs> <laughs> right, so overall opinion from the team? Meh. Yeah. Wait for the DVD, I think, is yeah. my verdict. Watch it, maybe when it's on, as you say, a particular film TV channel several months later. Yeah, I don't think I'd go out of my way to the, go to the cinema Maybe not bother the cinema, yeah. yeah. Like a Saturday night comfort flick. Yeah. yeah. Is that when you're avoiding the joys of Stephen Mulhern, is it great? <laughs> 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 losing it already. You, now you're Stevie, you wouldn't see Stephen Mulhern in that film, would you? Well, he's a magician, so you never know him, well, and now you see me three. There's the, there is the plot for the third film. They yes. come to London to do a special show with Stephen Mulhern, and it's all about him. He's the big star. Yeah. Perfect. And big Guy star. will be getting front row seats reserved for that one. Script writers call this. We're all yes. over this. Stephen! Yes. So next film along on our list is The Legend of Tarzan. Bit of a left field choice, I think, this one. I mean, there's been many, many Tarzan films over the years. We've had the Disney one. You've had the Greystoke one in the 80s. And that was Christopher quite... Christopher Lambert. Christopher yeah, Lambert. Yeah. You can't be Christopher Lambert. Do pretend- we count George the Jungle as a Tarzan film? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it's even brilliant. Brendan Fraser counts George <laughs> the Jungle as a Tarzan film. Uh, but, again, good cast. Margot Robbie, Samuel L. Jackson popping up. Uh, you've got... Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, yeah. So it's a bit of a Tarantino reunion 
Yeah. With the, those and two. One of the stars guards. Stars guards. Yeah. The one out of True Blood. Yes. The one I That's how I remember. It's Tarzan. Yeah. And you can tell he's been in the gym. Yeah. quite a lot for this I one. mean I hadn't I'd seen a few movies in the yeah. at the cinema in the, in the in the run up to this but I'd not seen any trailers for this nah. until you kind of flagged it up and I'd read a few reviews that were kind yeah. of a bit I'm an negative that apparently yeah. there'd been some kind of post production kind of f- yeah. things going on with it the trailers looked really really interesting the music they used was pretty cool um, some of the CGI looked a, a little ropey but again yeah. in trailers it's often difficult yeah. to, you know, to decide whether yeah. that's finals uh, well, well if you looked at what happened with the Avengers movie they released three trailers and every single one of them had better and better CGI as they went through because they was improving on it Yeah, and I think it's this thing now where they're leaving the CGI until last possible second to get as much yeah. processing in as possible and mm. get it looking shiny as shiny can be yeah I wonder how they'll deal with the whole colonial nature of that character because it's the Edgar Rice Burroughs originals are yeah. very colonial in their tone so I'm yes. wondering how they base it mm. and the other thing that troubled me was he was wearing like skate shorts yeah. in the trailer as well it's like what's this <laughs> and I was expecting it to be set now and yeah. then it was like it's in the past but he hasn't got a loincloth on what's going on I think they're going to CGI that in later yeah I think they've said it pretty similar to the original stories from what I've seen of it um, should be interesting I mean the last hatred um Edgar Rice Burroughs movie that came out, Princess of Mars, or John Carter. John Carter. As it got turned into. Didn't do too well, did it? No, because they took the word of Mars out of it, but that yes. was Andrew Stanton, who'd yes. done some Pixar movies. I quite like that. Really I saw good. that. I really enjoyed that. Film. And I kind of like Tarzan, and I've, I've watched yeah. you know, Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan's, I watched yeah. Greystoke. Uh, Phil Collins' Tarzan was great. Yeah. I like that as well. <laughs> Can't be with a bit of Phil Collins singing yeah. along. But that you? Disney one was really cool because yeah. they had that whole skatey thing that yeah. Tarzan was kind of like, yeah, you know, surfing down vines and trees. Yeah, I mean, I think it's people in the jungle is getting a bit overplayed. Then we've got two Jungle Books and this out at the same time. It seems everybody's going for a bit of a thematic return to people in jungles. Yeah, but then we talked about every other film, other yeah. every other Tarzan film except this one. There didn't yeah. seem to be anything in it that really kind of no made it, it stand it, out. It seemed mm. a little bit workmanlike. And also the whole apes thing. It's yeah. like now with two Planet of the Apes films in, you know, the yeah. effects work that's going on with the, the gorillas and all the rest of it's in there. Yeah. It's like, the music for me was what made that trailer. The, tra- the music in it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, George, opinions? Yeah, I mean, the extent of my Tarzan experience is, yeah, the, the Disney Phil Collins soundtrack version, which I have vague recollections being taken to see at the cinema as a small child, and my dad ranting that the film was ruined by having <laughs> Phil Collins doing the music. Um, <laughs> not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good story. I think it's a classic, and it's one of those yeah. nice ones where it will be interesting, I think, to see what they do with it, because it is that storyline that kind of everyone knows. Yeah. I also enjoyed the fact that they do have the classic you Tarzan, me Jane line in the... Uh, yeah. In the trailer. In the trailer, like fantastic. That's all you yeah. want. I can. I've seen that bit. Now well, I don't need to go and see. Yeah, the I mean, I quite like the different interpretation with what's the name the bad guy. You just said his name. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, where he said he's Tarzan, you're Jane. Yeah. <laughs> giving it a bit of a twist there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's probably not a cinema experience again, but I think it's worth watching to see what the variation is. I don't know. I think the scale that they tried to get over there yeah. with the kind of herds of animals and stuff. Yes. I think if you see, it, I think it'll. It'll be better seen on a big screen. I think yeah. when you, when, if you watch it on, on TV or a smaller screen, it's yeah. a, a lot of that scope will, will kind of disappear. It, so it might well, be even less 
engaging if you see it on a small screen. So it's kind of one of those, I think, it's a popcorn movie. I think you you go for the spectacle, you come out, it's you forget about it two minutes after yeah. you've seen it. I can sort of see it working a little bit like Avatar in that respect. You go, you watch it in the cinema, it looks incredible, you come out going, that was amazing, and then when you try and watch it again at home, you're else yeah. it's actually got no story, it's a fairly rubbish yeah, film. I mean, it just looks so good on a yeah. big screen. It, it feels a bit like IMAX fodder, yeah. but not IMAX. I don't think it is an IMAX movie. From what I've uh, yeah, no, I'm not no. 100% sure on that. They, no, they but, didn't yeah. reference it in the trailers or anything. I didn't no. see any of that kind of stuff. Yes. But as in a trailer that I hadn't seen before, it yeah. kind of made piqued my interest a little. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're into that kind of movie, it's worth a watch, I think, definitely. Guy, did you see the trailer at all? No. I, I think I it looks rubbish. Yes. No, I Our own personal <laughs> Tarzan look, here. Just be blunt, I think it looks rubbish. It looks, yes. looks like a topless man running around. Yes. All right, now on to my personal pet hate, Ghostbusters. Shame. <laughs> yeah, can I? Can we start with what is with that soundtrack? What have they For, done to Fall the Out Ghostbusters Boy theme Elliot. tune? Who who came up with this idea? Yeah, should I think, be, no. Yeah, I think that. even Fallout Boy are probably going to distance themselves away yeah. from that track. They should. It's bad. See, I'm listening to the Japanese version that they released a couple of weeks ago as well. So it's got four Japanese girls all dressed up in Ghostbusters costumes with neon signs and everything. It's brilliant. Does that sound a bit better than the uh, English one? Yeah, yeah, it's in Japanese. Everything. Say Ghostbusters. This is great. Yeah. I'm genuinely looking forward to this film. I'm going next week. I cannot wait. Right, we're drawing a line down the middle of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody on this side of the desk is pro Ghostbusters because yeah. I'm kind of no, I'm pro to, the I, concept. I'm against who they picked to do it. Melissa McCarthy is just going to do like Melissa McCarthy. I think shafted with the cast here. But yes. Yeah, I think Melissa McCarthy is going to just be Melissa McCarthy as she is in every single film she's been in since Bridesmaids doing that. Oh, yeah. look at me, I'm so quirky. Oh. I do, quite, I do quite like that. the fact that they have yeah. picked an actress like that there. I read the other day yeah. that she is actually now one of the highest paid actresses in Hollywood, which, if you're not a Melissa McCarthy fan, is obviously terrible. But yeah. personally, I think it's quite nice to have somebody yeah. outside of the usual kind of, as much as I love actresses like Jennifer Lawrence, somebody who doesn't quite fit the classic Hollywood yeah. princess mould. That's kind of cool. I love Melissa McCarthy. She's great. She's going. Ryan's scowling at me. Right <laughs> Sean, have you seen the Ghostbusters trailer? Yeah, I'm. I'm hmm. Are you? I'm are you sure. on my side here? <coughs> I'm kind of on the fence with it all. I remember the original films, and I, I remember watching them as a kid and thinking that they were great. Um, I haven't watched them again recently, so I'm not sure if I still share the same enthusiasm. But um, I've seen the trailers for this one, and it, was it that much of a comedy first time round? Was it meant to be so? No, I think it was more it comes a across comedy as, the first time round. Mm-hmm. It was played was pretty it? straight. Yeah. With a bit of comedy thrown in. Well, he was basically Bill Murray was the comedy yeah. element for it. It was he was he was a Saturday Night Live sketch writ yeah. large on the big yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the trailers are built for me over the weeks, over the months that they've put out. They put out newer trailers. They put out international trailers. They started doing, and I'm kind of it looks it could be this summer's been a bit lacking in terms of having blockbuster movies that yeah. everybody could get behind. We haven't yeah. had kind of like the you know well, the big Marvel things the flop at, at the end. Batman versus Superman, it's been kind of a bit of yeah. a rough I think, ride. I think sometimes that you know we can take films a bit little bit too seriously. So maybe, yeah. maybe you know if you I don't know, maybe for families or whatever, I think it might, yeah. might just be a good fun film just to go and watch and, and you know not take too serious. But per- personally for yeah. me it's Ghostbusters is one of my all time favourite films and it's one film I will stop and watch if it's ever on T V just because I think the script, the acting, everything works perfectly in that film, and I do really like it. And I think it's more kind of I'm looking back and I'm going, how are they going to match this? I mean, they the original cast couldn't even match it with Ghostbusters too. Yeah, but so so then you know, again, it's, oh, should you take it a little yeah. bit less? Do you know what I mean? Is it yeah. just there for fun? If if you're going to 
I'll watch it and I'll try and keep an open mind. And it's the same thing. I know this isn't on the list, so sorry for going off tangent. But um, the Independence Day film, you know, it's not got Will Smith in. That's a bit of a bit of a a laugh, you know. Well, they got Jeff Goldblum back, I suppose. But yeah, you you know, should you take it as seriously as the first? The first one's obviously a classic. Should you just leave it there and just be? I think it's this whole thing about reimagining and re-releasing quite a lot of old films at the minute. I mean, yeah. I think one thing to look forward to with this film, I kind of watched that in our life, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, Kate is, McKinnon is the, the, she is the science, she yeah, is the I one that's she standing is gonna out. she's going to be one yeah. of the people who really, this film is yeah. going to make her career. And Leslie Jones as well, both of them are going to come out of this great. Yeah. Yeah, both very funny and this is a great big break yeah. for them. I think yeah. Kristen Wiig has potentially been miscast and maybe Emma Stone was a better choice for that role. Yeah. But... I think again Kate McKinnon is yeah. people are going to see her for the first time in this and they're going to be like why is she not in more movies because yeah. she's literally fantastic her Hillary Clinton impression and yeah. Justin Bieber are just spot on I think that the casting for me though does work in, in terms of that, that Saturday Night Live connection yeah. Yeah. They've, all, they've all come through the ranks of Saturday Night Live where people like Emma Stone's an actress actress and I think that that core four it, has got to gel. They have a, it, they've got to be yeah. able to bounce each other it felt a bit more like it had been written for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and they both said no that, that's where I'm coming from with it. So I was like, that's that's where that feel comes from with Saturday Night Live for me because yeah. they are the two big breakouts. I mean, they've done some massively good acting chops. I mean, you've got Thirty Rock, Parks and Recreation, and they would have been better picks for me than Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. That's a that's a movie we'll never get to see. No, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's I want a, I want a film that yes. I can go to and it's mm-hmm. punch the air. Everybody has a good time. Everything yep. happens again. The CG. Yeah. Overload might kick into effect, but I'm yeah. kind of liking the idea that if, if we've got Ghostbusters who are actually busting ghosts yes. rather than two or three that we had in the original film. This is Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer. That geeky brummy is a top L chap. So we're going to go back into uh, round two of Trader Talk. <laughs> the blue um, da, 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 da. It is Ice Age Collision Course or How to Milk a Franchise. Is it the fifth, is it the fifth one fifth now? Fifth now, I think. Really? Oh yes. My God. Ray Romano really needs to cash some checks in. Yeah. Well, he ain't in vinyl anymore, is he? So he's lost his job. Yeah. That's true. And everybody loves Raymond. Probably will never return to our screens. Did unless anybody you're on ever 4. love Raymond? Because I certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it quite difficult to connect yes. with that show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the nicest way. Channel 4 doesn't. They milk that show every morning before well, let him, It's before let anyone's him. awake, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's when they put it on. Yeah, let him crack on. That's all filler, no killer. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing that's just, I just don't care what's happening in Raymond's life. I hate <laughs> his mom. I hate his dad. His mic's annoying. I don't give a damn about his kids. Yeah. The only one who's alright is Robert. Yeah. But he's not in it enough. With the world's no. deepest voice. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Sure, go on, Raymond. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> Segwaying back to Ice Age. Uh, so, Simon Pegg's return for this one. Uh, the usual three voice cast are back for the main ones, which is Manny Diego and. Sid. 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 Get Sid is the sloth. Yes, Sid Raymond. is the sloth, yeah. I say his knowledge. Yeah, but I think <laughs> this one is pretty much something's heading towards Earth and they're all having to find a way to save themselves. Yeah. Is, is the opening of the trailer where Scrap goes it's off in the UFO, is that from the end of the previous film? Because I think I felt like I'd seen yeah. that before somewhere. No. No. Sean is our Ice Age expert. Yeah, yeah, Ice Age expert. See, I'd be on board for the whole film just being in space, Ice Age in space, because the whole I've I've no idea how the whole Ice Age geology and history of the world (laughs) works. It's it's melting. It's been hit by oceans. (laughs) Dinosaurs still exist. Then they don't exist. And then we've got Sean giving us that. Our Ice Age correspondent. Yeah, reporting live from the ice. (laughs) It'd have to be Space Age then, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would. Space Ice Age. 
Space, 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 is it? Unless I've, I couldn't have missed one. I'm yeah. committed to the cause. <laughs> well, it's fourth or fifth. It's, it's got to the stage where <laughs> only care. Sean cares now, apparently, in the well, studio. I, I just yeah. think, again, going back to my previous point, I think some of these films are just taken a little bit too seriously. I like Ice Age. I think it's a great family film. And, um, this I is the, the film when you're looking for something to do with the kids over the summer holidays, isn't it? Like, that's what you're going to go do. You, you've acquired yeah. Your, yeah, your sister's children yeah. to babysit and don't know what to do with them. And it's Sean goes to Saturday morning kids' club to catch them. <laughs> Cheap tickets. Yeah. It's it Blue is. Sky as well, the production company that does you're the gonna be upset. And then they're, then they're very, very good. You're going to be upset, Sean. It is number five. It is. It is number this five. One. So what are we at? We have Ice, 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 Ice Age. The Meltdown. Yeah. Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Yeah. Continental Drift and this is Collision Course Dawn of the Dinosaurs I don't remember that one at all it's somewhere somewhere in this mix they've got muddled up with Fast and Furious titles haven't they (laughs) (laughs) Continental Drift yeah Vin Diesel Collision Course many nouns many adjectives throw them into a pot and see what we get with the see they missed a trick then on this one not having Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, Vin Diesel doing yes. uh, cameo oh, characters as kind of some yeah. some some, some cheaters or something, some fast yeah. animals. Yeah. I, mean, I think it is purely designed for kids. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I agree. Yes. And I think it's definitely a family movie. It, it will be successful regardless. Oh yeah. Well, Many the, the, you know, it's got a lot going for it. The characters are lovable. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you you want them to win, you know. Yeah, you, you want them to survive whatever catastrophe. Well, you've, you've seen Manny have a family over the course of five films now. Yeah, got yeah. Isn't it Queen Latifah? Yeah. Is his wife? Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, I mean, they're amiable enough movies. They're actually, they're like Sean was saying, they actually have a little bit of heart. They're yeah. not just, they're not a shark's tail. No. They're not kind of like, you they're know, not. let's rope in every currently popular celebrity see, to voice something. And mate, you've hit the nail on the head for me there. That, yeah. That's the thing I love about these films because all that. Yes, fair enough. If there's five. Maybe you could accuse them of milking it a little bit, but they've still the characters have still kept the sort of the essence of what they were. They've not had a like a Will Smith or a you know no. and yeah. Doctor Dre popping up halfway through and doing a rap for no apparent reason. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. all, they've just kept it to what it was. And and I, I any opportunity to hear Dennis Leary? Yes. You know, yeah, I mean that guy needs yeah. more work. That guy definitely needs to be out there a bit more. I mean, he's yeah. done some brilliant stuff over the years. He has a good TV series called Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Hmm. I might check that out. Yeah. So the Aging Rocker. Yeah, because I saw the Firefighter show he did a few years back. Rescue that. Me was great. Rescue me. But we should point out any other show with Dennis Leary in is probably not suitable for kids. The Job. That was yes. a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not for children. This is Just Dennis Leary's children's work. Completely, it is. <laughs> it's not an Ice Age spin-off. No. So, just, uh, did that come out this weekend, Ice Age? I think it's due very soon. Because it it's gonna, it's gonna struggle if it's gonna run into a week where one of the next films we're talking about, Finding Dory, is gonna come yes. in. It's gonna, I mean, that's gonna struggle a little for. bit. Yeah, I mean, I, that is definitely gonna be a. It's actually out now. It's out now. So go, go now. Take your kids now, and then yeah. you've got another film later on in a month. Yeah, there you go. 
Say hi to Sean if you see him there. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at every screening of Ice Age. Uh, yeah. You can catch me on the Ice Age tour. Uh, Sean, Sean will do a previously on Ice Age at the beginning of all screenings. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. Um, caught up, kids. We did a Game of Thrones special, didn't we? Where we got, we, you know, we went through the previous series. Yes. I think maybe I could, I could do that. You could do uh, one so. with sound effects. Yeah, definitely. Is, is, it, is it Ice Age? Winter is going. Yes. Rather than winter is coming. <laughs> is that the whole idea of the uh, yeah. Ice Age? I'll, I'll, I'll get. What, what is it? A quadrilogy. What five? No, what's that? A sync trilogy? Uh, quint, 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 quint yeah. trilogy? Something like that? Something. Yeah. I'll wait until the big Blu ray box set comes out. It'll say on the yes. cover. Yeah, um, check, I'll sign it for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. So, moving on to our next film, The BFG. I'm going to start with this. Right. Did um, anybody not think this story was the creepiest story when they were young? It scared me. It's rolled on. Oh, it's the, the guy who did Tales of the Unexpected. This looks freaky. I'm, yes. I'm staying clear of this one. It looks terrifying. I have to say, the animations are when I saw um, a shot of the BFG yesterday. Um, I'm not sure he looks so friendly. No. <laughs> they sort of should look a bit strange, though. Like the original drawings, I, think, I believe it's Quentin Blake. He's, is yeah. that right? So yeah, illustrate think, the old yeah, doll books. Yeah. It is very in feel. I felt that slightly kind well, of. He is a bit weird and gangly looking, and he's he supposed to be a bit weird. He looks weird like looking. he should be on a park bench with a bottle yeah. of white lightning a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was a look was about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's Oscar winners. We've got Mark, yeah. Mark Rylance motion, yeah. motion capturing the BFG. You've got Steven Spielberg in the director's chair. Yeah. Um, it looks interesting. It, uh, we haven't seen anything of the other giants yet no. in any of the trailers, which we is saw like a brief tw- ten seconds, yeah. and that's it. I mean, the one thing that got me about this is the, I think the title's probably going to put quite a few people off because if you haven't never read the Roald Dahl books, you can go the BFG. What? What is that? Yeah. I mean, probably putting Big Friendly Giant on the thing would kind of spoil the first twenty minutes of the film. Yeah. But I, it, I, it's it's going to be a bit of a hard sell with just three letters. Yeah, no, I think it's surely enough people would. Well, would I think the word Spielberg is going to get it'll a do yeah, well here. I'm not sure if it's going to do well elsewhere in the world because Roald Dahl is uh, UK darling and people will know who Roald Dahl is. But is he that popular anywhere else? Uh, I, well, again, maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe celebrating British British history, British yeah, culture. Maybe, British yeah, yeah maybe, maybe that's a good thing. And know, I'm curious because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Cosgrove Hall. Uh, David Jason voiced yes. animation from yeah. kind of what was the, the 80s which I always thought was a little yeah. kind of like, like I was saying the, the story is slightly creepy and odd and dark whereas but the animation is a little dolls right and if you ever read his stuff like mm. The Witches yeah. that, that 90s film that is very dark in certain parts yeah. the book's it's terrifying very scary I mean even the twits has some dark moments mm. in there yeah, I, yeah, I was just thinking of that actually yeah. when, you, when you mentioned that yeah that's quite a dark story in itself, yeah and it? yeah. that is just Roald Dahl's stage right and I think they've captured that very well I'm, don't, I'm not sure about if I prefer the CGI I think it would be better as just an animated film rather than a CGI movie. Is there a need for this film? Does anybody want this film? That's the that's the when I looked at yeah. it when I heard them were doing it. I was kind of like, does, why, does anybody need this? Does anybody is anybody interested? Does anybody want it? And who's yeah. like you say, who's it going to appeal to? I just can't imagine a young generation of kids like, oh my god, it's a big tall giant. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I mean, they'll be it, like, oh, let's go and see Ice Age because there's like ten of them, yeah. and Sean's there, and we get to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. It's probably for a generation that stopped reading, and I think it's trying to bring that story yeah. back. But again, it's trying to get people. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's British history, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's our culture. I mean, even yeah. in the trade, there's a big 
splash screen in the middle of it where it goes from the per person who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and trying to rope people in that way by mm. showing that big Tim Burton Johnny Depp thing and like saying this is from the same guy who wrote that so come and watch this if you like mm. that one. Which isn't that great anyway. <laughs> I feel like this is the sort of movie that parents will pick out. Yeah. So maybe it's not the one that kids themselves are going to go, oh, you're going to see that. But 20 yeah. parents who read them yeah. as, as kids and remember the books fondly. Yeah. I agree with George. This is the sort of film that like the parents have smart child to take. You know, the kid in school yes. who's like highly academic. They're like, oh, mum and dad, can I go and see the BFG? And we're like, I'd love to take you to that. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be it's Spielberg, so it's going to be competent, if not anything else. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. the trailers are evocative. Yeah. Like, don't get the feeling it's going to be vintage no. Spielberg. No. Mm. Um, whether it will get too is close it, to the likes of Tintin. Is it going to live with like Scorsese and Hugo in that kind of world where we tried to do a kids' film, but then I'm going to yeah. go back and do something else? It might end up being one of those kind of like Christmas classics at some yeah. point later on where, where everybody watches it. I've not, I've not heard terrible things about it. But no, that feels like exactly what it's for. It's that is to watch yeah. with the family on Boxing Day, isn't it? Right, That's yeah. what this movie exists for. There's okay. your audience. Right, we're going to have to. Blast through the next two films. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. It's Simon Pegg's written it, so uh, it's 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 gonna. It's. I'm hoping it's gonna be more Star Trekky than it was before. There was a controversy when the first trailer came out when it looked like an action movie with Beastie Boys all over it again. But I think Simon Pegg's trying to take a little bit more of a scientific exploration aspect to it this time. Yeah, it's cer certainly the trailers have got better as they've gone on. Yeah, and there's central mysteries to what's going on that I've kind of gone. I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. It's the whole kind of... It's not giving anything yeah. away because you see the Enterprise come to a fiery yes. demise in there. Um, unfortunately, it's probably going to be Alton Yelchin's last movie yeah. as well. And mm -hmm. that, that was a very sad occurrence. I mean, there's also been controversy again this week with the whole thing about John Cho saying now Sudo's going to be gay in the film, which even um, original Sudo himself, George Takai, went, I think this is a misstep for it. Mm. It yeah. I, just, I yeah. guess it depends how they approach it within it the context of the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do have faith in Simon Pegg. I'm a massive fan of his stuff that he's done previously. Yeah, he's well, got the geeky chops to write something like this. Yeah, and Justin Lin directing is yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. So the action should be up. It should be up there. Yeah, um, it looks. You know, it looks interesting. Idris Elba is in there, perhaps slightly kind of yeah. disguised too much in the makeup, but. It's yep. the 50th anniversary of Trek. I can't see how they're going to release a film that's duff. Yeah. But, you know, we've had right. a few bad ones in the past, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Fingers crossed. Finding Dory, everybody. I think everybody yes, in the studio will be watching this. this. I'd forgotten about yep. this one. Yep. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It's been that long since Finding Nemo. I think it's going to be a brand new generation is going to be introduced to it. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a definite watch. Definite, yeah, definite and, watch. And, and, you know, Finding Nemo, yeah. just my opinion, but I think that's one of the, the greatest sort of kids' films that's come out in the last sort of 20, 30 years. It's, yeah. it's right up there with Toy Story for me, so, you know, an extension of that, I think it's great. Hey, everybody, John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. And now, it's time for... How Shop Cosplay. George, it's your turn this week. It is. I'm loving the looks of confusion. I knew this was going to be really divisive and it either would be really obvious to people or would mean nothing. It is. You're holding something glowy. It is. It's the world's smallest lightsaber. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the pound shop version <laughs> lightsabers are amazing, by the yes. way. They market them as lightsabers. It is, in fact, a glow stick with a handle attached, but <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, yeah, a guy reckoned he'd got it, but now I think he's changed his mind. No, no, no I think I've got it. I've got it. I know what it is. Uh, it is in fact uh, Mara Jade from the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Yes, so... Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there you go. Knights of the Old Republic. 
Exactly. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, 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 brilliant series of games. If you've never played them, find them. They'll be on Steam. They'll be on Geek, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, good old games, Galaxy. Yeah. They, they need yeah. to get, yeah. bring Mara Jade into the yes. Star Wars universe. Yes. Again. Yes. Mara Jade is a great I was hoping that with Rogue awesome. One, but they've gone something else instead. But yeah. never mind. I mean, it will get definitely get a picture of this on Twitter. What was a ground cock? Grand I actually maxed out my budget of a fiver. The uh, the wonderful Charlie Dimmock pond fabric is back out again to make yes. me a, a cape. I've got my lovely really tiny tiny lightsaber. <laughs> I've got some swimming goggles to represent her goggles, and then yes. I've got he's in fact car, car cleaning cloths that I've <laughs> formed into a false snood that she wears. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> George, you look um, guy. You're looking very impressed at this snood. Well, yeah, that's what I was, I was looking at. I just chucked like, it into my neckline. I was looking at it, and is that like? Um, is that car <laughs> cleaning cloth? It is. Yes. Yeah, it, is so. it is a bit of chamois. It is. <laughs> <laughs> right, very, very impressive. Um, Keith, your thoughts? It's, oh, it's great. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to pick cosplay as a Star Wars character, pick one of the greatest characters you can. That, yeah, you know, I mean, she's awesome. If anybody's ever played Knights of the Old Republic, it is such an amazing series of games. And I've just noticed as well that the the, the glow stick is actually Star Wars branded. It, it is. It is yes. in fact supposed to be a lightsaber. I love the fact that they're selling them like this. It's got a lovely photo of Kylo it, Ren on the bottom. Is it an optical <laughs> illusion, though? Is that lightsaber small, or do you have big hands? Are you far away? I'm just <laughs> far away. <laughs> yeah. Is, is um, that a case of what the? Mm, is that? I think it kind of is. There's some amazing Star Wars stuff in there at the moment. Yeah, if anybody is wondering. Yeah, I mean, there is stuff to rival. I think your recorders from the other week. Never. I'm sorry, but I think there is. We'll have to have a return of what the. It is that? tat at some point. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole band coming out of like recorders, Star Wars glow sticks. There's a whole kind of thing happening with all of this great tat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, George cosplay genius. <laughs> very, very impressive. Right, so that's us for this. That's it for this week from us. Scatman Ryan. Ryan returns. <laughs> a bit of funk for mostly Joe. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for listening. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.